0: Fantasy football round two.
1: fight
2: It is our number two of On Target. Jake Seely, Joe Pizapia. Round number two of On Target as we take you up to 6 p.m. for the DFS lineup block show. Not only live on this very network, but also live on the Dish Network, Channel 266. You can watch Monday through Friday. You can also catch all of our programming, including Fantasy Football Frenzy, with Corey Parson, Matt Modica, and myself. 4 to 7 every day. We're on from 4 to 5 for that show. Some shows mixed in between there. Good friend of ours, Chris Meaney, on the network. And then DFS Lineup Lock Show is live for you. As well, if you need additional fancy football advice, rotoexperts.com has you covered. Jakey Jakey exclusive edge package gets you a discount. fancy black book, Amazon.com by Joe back. Pizzapia. I want to come back to Ezekielia on one thing, Joe, because now mm-hmm. obviously we're coming down to the August 29th situation. So if you're drafting this weekend, you're not going to know. We assume you might know if you're waiting until Labor Day weekend if you're going to draft. I, this has nothing to do with drafts. We've already explained this. If you're in a seasonal not keeper league, you don't have David Johnson or Le'Veon Bell. You need to wait for the third round. We've already established all that. You could be missing seven games because the bye week mm-hmm. comes after the suspension. I want to come back to kind of what you were talking about the NFL. And I just want to make one last point on this. And I think this will be the clearest thing that we've ever seen before on how to face the NFL can be. If they reduce the suspension to four games, so he can play in week five against the Green Bay Packers, that is how you know 100% the NFL doesn't care about anything but the bottom <laughs> line, about their shield, about putting the product on the field, selling tickets, making money, and this whole domestic violence stance is actually just them looking to get attention.
0: Well, I don't know if it's them looking to get attention, but it's them putting the product the for Attention
2: do, do, for doing the right thing. But if they reduce it to right. four and they get them out there for the Packers game, I, I, unless they hold up to at least five or six, that's a clear sign to me.
0: Well, I I can't disagree with that. I mean, that's them putting the product over the principle. And that certainly wouldn't be the first time the NFL has done that. Although they are kind of picky and choosy about when they do that, which I think is also quite intriguing. But, uh, you know, it's it's a bad scene altogether. I, you know, I think it was on this show. I think it was a call on this show, not on, on Black Book. But there was a, a somebody talking about taking Ezekiel Elliott, you know, super early and trying to justify it. And we kept saying, but you're just trying to put the best case scenario in your head. And you can't start off in this guy right now with the best case scenario. It's just like, that is, a, that is awful. You, you work from the worst case scenario forward right <laughs> Right now. You know, you have to take that. You don't start with the best case scenario and then go, well, you know, and then I'll figure it out later on. No, 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 no. You're, you're starting your season so far in the hole and you're putting yourself so deep where you're really asking for so many other things to break right I think it's impossible if you take them in that first round like somebody was trying to yesterday it's just dumb you know and and look I wish we weren't sitting here talking about this I really wish we weren't I wish it was well a we're not like gonna year we could well, I mean first, you know, we're gonna, hit, no, we're gonna hit, not, hit the break I'm not saying because and... of you I mean just generally speaking that every year here we are talking about Brady's suspension or we're talking about you know Ezekiel Elliott or Hell, another. the NFL just, being the NFL yeah I just wish we weren't talking about it anymore
2: yeah, well, uh, guess what? We don't have to talk about it anymore today because we're going to have to break. Kid. We're going to come back. Fancy football news. And I actually do want to tell you one thing that's not fancy football related. So I'm sure Kelly can call oh. and complain about it. Jake Sealy, Joe P- Pizza for the next hour <laughs> with you. <laughs> Stay tuned after the break.
3: In 2016, Scott Engel predicted an impressive second season from Melvin Gordon. Jake Seeley recommended Jordan Howard. Bobby McMahon forecasted a JGI breakthrough. George Kurtz saw a big year coming from Matt Ryan. And Joe Galena picked Rashard Matthews as one of his top sleepers. These predictions turned fantasy owners into champions, and the same crew returns this year. With more savvy calls in the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package at RotoExperts.com. Don't miss the calls that create winners. Register now and enter free radio at checkout for a special discount.
2: right, Joe, I know what it is. If you don't know what it is at this point, this would be the third time. You know what it is now, finally, right? Zelda? Kid
0: Icarus! (laughs) I told you, I didn't play these games. I didn't do that. I've never played Kid Icarus. I've never played it, Uh, so it has no no frame of reference. You didn't miss much.
2: You really didn't miss much. But we need to talk about speaking of missions. much if people missed anything from last night's game. We're going to talk fantasy football, get you uh, up to date on anything that might be important from last night. I do want to say one thing, though, Joe. It's finally name weekend on the jerseys, the the fan player things in the back of the jerseys. So I want to ask oh, you,
0: yeah.
2: from the what the Mets tweeted out for their list of jerseys, are you excited to see Grandy Man? Oh, wait. Are you excited to see Brute? Oh, wait. Hold on. No, are you excited no. to see Thor, Wheels, uh, Harv, uh, Reno? How about, let's see, La Mazzella, Maleza, uh, who else? Is it? D-Dub or T-Butta or, yeah. There's 12 guys that are either traded or on the
0: injured serve for this daggone freaking list from the Mets. Wow, you said daggone and freaking in the same thing. You must be mad. Uh, what the no, I just they're, gonna it's set, it's amusing. Well, I don't know. I wonder how many that they had to, <laughs> I wonder how many that they ordered that are sitting in the pro shop they're right now. Like they
2: just like there. Yeah, they are there.
0: $10. Well, like they'll sell Thor, and they'll sell maybe a couple other ones, right? But they're—I mean, <laughs> all the Grandy Man ones—or you think so? I don't know. I think the Mets are in a bad spot now. This Conforto news today is even worse. I mean, the fact that he's—you know—could potentially six to be out for 12? a year. I mean, a
2: year—that means he misses the entire 2018 season, basically. That's brutal. That's brutal, man. Oh, and for anybody that does care, there was the update on the suspensions for the fight between the Yankees and the Tigers. Miguel Cabrera got slapped with seven games, the most out of anybody. And then you've got Austin, Austin Romine got two. That's a big disparity between the two for me. But a couple more mixed well, in he didn't there. Well, not start the fight. Whenever you start the fight, you're no, going to get but, the most. Yeah, no, but that five-game difference, Gary Sanchez getting four, that was good because he came off the bench and just sucker-punched him. So that I like that. Alex Wilson also got four for intentionally hitting Todd Frazier – so that was another solid one. The surprising one was no, nothing for Dylan Petances. I think that shocked everybody. But fantasy football, I know two minutes was way too long to stay on a fantasy baseball at this point of the year. And that wasn't even really fantasy. So last night, Dolphins-Eagles, any takeaways you had from that game? You said, I think there was a few. I said, we we're probably on the same page, but I'll let you go first to see if we are on that exact same page.
0: Well, I think if you had any doubts about a Ajayi, I think it was good to see him in action there. I think he was strong. It was a strong night for him. And I know there's some people there kind of on the fence or maybe Breaking people who draft tackles. him. They kind of, what's that? Breaking a lot more tackles. Breaking Again. a lot more tackles. You're right. A- and I think that if you did draft him already and you were kind of upset, <laughs> it's like that's what you ended up with in some way because you didn't really believe. I think last night was a positive. The other thing I think was a positive was... You know, that, that play on the touchdown of Julius Thomas, the timing between him and Cutler, where he turned to the corner of the end zone there, and he turned around, the ball was right there. That was very encouraging. It was encouraging on two f- ends. And number one, it was encouraging on the sense of that's good that he and Thomas are, you know, at least starting to have some sort of rapport together, and you're seeing it in live game action. That's a positive for those people who want to resurrect Julius Thomas as being a useful tight end, which he very well might be this year. And the second part of it was that Cutler... Still able to, to, you know, make timing throws and things like that. And I think those are two things, and I guess the Parker thing you can throw out there too. You know, Parker. I think if you so less what I really love away Parker. from it, is it's just another you know, uh,
2: yet another game where it looks
0: like he's on that page with color. Hmm. Yeah. So if you loved Parker before, you love him even more. And I do think that you're going to see this weekend a little bit of a even a couple other bounce. You know, another three or four slots potentially up there for Parker in drafts. It's going to happen. It- well,
2: and I, I think you're 100% right. The Eagles side just cemented again. Want nothing to do with this backfield. It just really, the blunt small looks like nothing there. The good news is, hey, it looks like Alshon Jeffrey's healthy for now. But that's we've always known that. Alshon Jeffrey, wide receiver one if he could play 16 games. Can he play 16 games? Do the soft tissue injuries stop at this point? Probably not. But, you know, you're not having to pay that price. At least it's, that's the interesting thing is it looks like, let me ask you this way. And This is something we've talked about before is the DeAndre Hopkins, Alshon Jeffrey conversation that you and I have both had on this very show, on this very network, is do you take the one who's got a competent quarterback now and you expect better things from the improvement from Brock Osweiler, or do you take the wide receiver in a better situation and arguably about the same talent, but has a history of soft tissue injuries because they're they're both going around the same range, but Hopkins is still going consistently ahead of Jeffrey's? I said, just, I just said, just, I have never done that in my life. I just said, get me off this, or I don't even want to be here anymore. Jeffries. God bless
0: you. Welcome, everybody, on Target Fantasy, Joe Pisa once again, hosting yeah, the program. Because there you Jake go. There you go, MIA, somehow. He's got another award so show to go off. to. He got nominated I can't for believe Grammys that just
2: slipped time. out of my mouth. It, it frustrates it me when people say, so I know, lot. but I hate
0: when people say Jeffries. I hate but At least you corrected it right away and didn't know. That's worse than people say That's it. true. No and then they just think, you know, you it's fine. Alshon Jeffrey, it's fine. You want me to call Martavius Bryant and really get you crazy? Oh, no, my God. <laughs> I know that drives oh. you nuts. Uh, not that I do it. I don't do it. It's not Someone even spelled did. that way. Like, I could understand I if you were messing up, like,
2: Deonta and Donta Foreman or something a question, like that. Just... There
0: well, was a question somewhere I was supposed to answer, right? Yes. yes.
2: The Hopkins versus Alshon Jeffrey.
0: Hopkins, you know what? Normally, I would lean towards the guy with the better situation and that you're hoping for and take the risk on the soft tissue injury. But I am such a fan of Hopkins talent that I'm, I probably would go to Hopkins and it's tough. And I've said this. I understand why people will go one way. I understand how people go the other. I'm not thinking Savage is going to be any good. I'm frustrated. I don't like either one of them to tell you the truth where I have to draft either one of them. Face I really it. Don't. Happy. You're not any good. <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> like the situation. It makes me angry. Actually, but I'll I'll say this. I think I'll lean towards the guy with the spectacular talent who's healthy right now because Jeffrey has been someone who's just. See, so and that's many the thing is, I
2: actually like the situation better for Jeffrey. But I'm going to take the healthy player and just have yeah, a confident. so we're on the same page
0: here. Yeah, you like Jeffrey, right? <laughs> oh God, stop.
2: <laughs> By the way, if if you want to uh, chime in with your own thoughts, eight four four eight four FNTSY eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. You can give us a call. I allow you to call these days. Wow. Panthers-Jaguars. Opening the
0: calls again. Wow. Ja- ja- yeah,
2: Jag- Panthers-Jaguars. Jag- Panthers, uh, we, we had Marcus in the first hour, and we covered the fact of, good God, this quarterback situation. It couldn't get, possibly get worse, and it has because your solution is Chad Henney, and that's not a solution. And it looks like he didn't really do much to say this job is mine. I don't think he really did anything to say. The job isn't his because Blake Portals basically came in and did the same thing. He didn't really inspire any confidence to say, all right, let's give him a shot back, and didn't really do a ton to lose it or significantly put himself back out of the competition. So we already know this. It's frustrating. Allen Robinson, I think, is becoming an even dicier, I'd say low end wide receiver, too. Now, like I'm talking the 2022 20, range now.
0: Yeah, I, I mean. Look, it's, oh, it's tricky here. You know what? I, oh, I heard you oh you had to
2: think about it. So you know what that means? What? It's time to go down to the list. You just made the list. <laughs> yes, excellent. Let's do the list. Let's do All the right. list. let's All hit right. the list. ADP wise, do you want non-PPR or PPR?
0: That's good PPR. All right, that's more relevant PPR. for the receiver discussion.
2: Okay. So Allen Robinson mm-hmm. is the well look at that. Ooh. He's already been falling surprise surprise. He's the 19th wide receiver off the board. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that at all. All right. So he should be falling. You... Let's go behind him and I think we'll both agree immediately. Allen Robinson or Michael Crabtree? Crabtree. Yep. Allen Robinson or Jarvis Landry? Uh,
0: <laughs> I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take Robinson. Because I hate Landry so much. I and and I know you you it's a Parker's going to step up. up. No, 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 no I'm and with you. Parker's going to be good. No, okay, good. Wow, I didn't expect you to be with me there. I thought I was gonna no. Be on so two island. for two okay, in good. agreement. This next one is yeah. absurd to me,
2: and it's absurd okay. that he's to t- forget the fact that he's behind Allen Robinson. The fact that he's at 22 is what's absurd
0: to me. Golden freaking Tate. 22? Yeah. Are you kidding me? No, I hear you. I I think I'd probably lean towards Tate. Probably. No, right, it's it's close. I looks like Rob- I Robinson's another guy that I look at. I'm like you. I love Alan Robinson's talent, and I'm very. I would take by this Golden Tate
2: two rounds before I considered Alan Robinson, or right. maybe a round and a
0: half. I do two rounds. Let's let's calm on. I, calm I, down. I, really. I, Stop I said all right.
2: I said a round and a half. I changed
0: it. I said all more right. More
2: realistic. Next. Wow, you just you, made the you're list. Not that excited. Okay, Oh, yeah. Well, uh, you know. Well, now I have a bunch of people. I'm taking Alan Robinson over, and there's not one. Nope, there is one. I lied. Two. All right, there's only two more left for me. We'll see if you can guess them or if you're on the same page. How about that? All right, I'm going to give you all of them Tyreek Hill, Larry Fitzgerald, Sammy Watkins, Edelman, Martavis, Martavis Bryant, <laughs> Diggs, Benjamin, Sanders, Crowder, and Willie Sneed are the next ten.
0: Yeah. Think about. So it. I have to get of the two of that ten. The, the two, two out of the that 10
2: they're the ones that I would take. Or the I know one of, of those them, ten,
0: but we'll come back and I'll answer. I'll think about it.
2: Yes, and we'll also have to find out what game this is. I've been wondering for a while now. Jake Sealy, Joe Pizapia. When we come back, figuring out who should be drafted before and after Alan Robinson.
1: Ezekiel Elliott.
2: I feel like I should know what this is. I feel like I knew what it was. And the- What is this? Producer man, Michael Florio. The song. Oh, it's groovy, though. I like it. makes me Call want me to of here. It makes me want to shake. Type into the it. chat. Say, Jake, The song is... I'm waiting. I know you're sitting there by the board because you turned the music down. So, answer us. All right, it's I'll good. put like it on it before you answer. You better answer me. I want to know what this is. Ah, I just want me. to keep playing. I just want to keep dancing. So, on the flip side of the... Oh, wait. Yeah, that's right. You're supposed to guess. So, out of those ten... Who are the two that I would take ahead of Allen Robinson at this point in PPR?
0: I think it's Fitzgerald. Nope. Okay, it's not. All right. Bryant was my other guess. Bryant Fitzgerald was my top two. Wow. Okay. Well, I know you're not a Diggs guy, so it's not him. Is it Crowder? It is Crowder. All right. I love Crowder, but I don't know if I'm taking him over Allen Robinson. What's And Sanders.
2: In PPR, I'm taking Sanders and Crowder.
0: Yeah, that's fine. I don't like that, but I get it. Yeah, and PPR, again. PPR
2: makes the difference there. It's dumb. So, Panthers side of the ball. <laughs> I think, uh-huh. you know, you said during the break, you said the one thing we didn't get out of the Jaguars is any clarity. That's the worst thing. Yeah. That's what we wanted. The Panthers side of things, I think we've got, even though it wasn't a lot of time with Cam on the field, I think everything, including Cam, was just positive in the Panthers. Like, I wasn't looking at saying, oh, my God, look at what this guy did. Or, oh, my God, look at what his numbers were or anything like that. I think it was just the fact. Cam went out there. Looked like Cam. Curtis Samuel was back. Made some plays. You know, Kelvin Benjamin made a catch. Got a touchdown. Christian McCaffrey Christian McCaffrey. Like, everything just looked like... This looked like... If I'm, a, if I'm a fan of an NFL team, and if I was a fan of the Panthers, like, this is what, as a Giants fan, I would want to see the Giants do this week. They came out. Everything looked in sync. This was the dress rehearsal you want to see. Nobody got hurt. Everything worked. You think that everybody you had opinions on, they just solidified their opinions and all thumbs up for Carolina so far.
0: Yeah, I would agree. And it was nice to see McCaffrey touching the ball. Uh, You know, like, you're not going to see McCaffrey all of a sudden just, you know, get an enormous amount of volume and time because all these guys right now, everyone's just trying to coast in. Every NFL team right now wants to do exactly what we just said. Go out on the field, look good, look in sync, look in rhythm, and then get everybody off there before they get hurt. (laughs) That's it. That is all that they're trying to do, and I think that's a positive there. And it was, you know, you saw McCaffrey, you saw Stewart, you saw – like you said, Cam, you wanted to see Cam get out there. And I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm not buying the narrative that he just folds up the tents and he's not running anymore. I don't think Cam Newton's built like that. I don't think his mental capacity is going to allow him to do that. I think his ego is saying, you watch me, I'm going to be the best Cam Newton ever, and I'm going to run even more this year. So everybody who's like shying away from Cam Newton, especially in the two quarterback leagues where you can really make a case for spending some decent draft capital on him, I think it's going to be wrong. I really do i think you're definitely right i would definitely because you hear all the noise like oh he's not gonna rob you saw happened yeah. last year He's never gonna run again he's gonna have four rushing yards no he's not no he's not he'll well, probably I, have 600 how I yep say how many times since like the day one have i said they what's
2: their what's their recourse if he runs what can they do nothing you can't bench him <laughs> Right. You can't fight you can't fight them for running. Like what do you what is the potential this is like somebody who can't control their kids anymore. Like if you get to that point where you've let the rope out so far and they just don't listen to you anymore. Like what's your recourse? There's nothing
0: you can do anymore. I agree. I agree 100% and and part of what makes Cam Cam is that ego, and it's part of the reason why I find him obnoxious in press conferences because you don't know if he won or lost the game. Because oh well, yeah, we don't have something. To, yeah, oh
2: god, I don't even talk about that. If you're going to be so boisterous and doing your Superman thing, and then you're going to clam up when you get a loss
0: because you're ticked off, uh, you can't be. You can't do both. Well, you can't when you're a quarterback, especially. That's my problem. When you're the quarterback, that's it. You have to. You have to go out there and you you lose, you lose, and you go out there and you and you don't throw everybody on the bus. You don't go blaming people all the time. It's just. It's just terrible. It's a terrible scene. But I'm telling you, it's, you are vastly underestimating the ego of Cam Newton if you think this year he's all of a sudden going to be a non-entity in terms of rushing yards. You're out of your mind. That's not how he's built. That's not how he's programmed. He's going to go be Cam Newton until Here's eventually he can't be Cam Newton anymore.
2: All right. And I think I know your answer. If you're drafting this weekend, Peck, if you're drafting next weekend, because as we mentioned yesterday, Andrew Luck status for week one, doubtful. Weeks two and three in question could be a week three f- or four return. Cam Newton or Andrew Luck? You're taking Cam Newton at this point, Cam aren't you? Cam
0: Newton. Cam Newton.
2: Across the board, right, so Cam Newton. Let's go, let's go back to it because... As ADP wise, that's the number nine quarterback Quarterback off the board. Let's see how far down we can get Andrew Luck if you're drafting this weekend. Actually, well, I'm going to jump is a up. a single quarterback league? Is that what we're talking yes. about? Yes. Yeah, of course. Okay. I mean, we already, All right. we already established. I want to do for quarterback comparison because yesterday's show, we already established your wait until double digit rounds. We already put that out there for everybody because yep. in a single quarterback league, there's no sense in taking that risk. Uh, if, you, if you reference, I actually gave you the link to it, the sleeper wire draft I did. He fell all the way to the second-to-last pick in the 10th round, and at that point, I said, what the hell? I'm thinking Andrew Luck, because the next second round after that? Yeah, two rounds later, I took Matthew Stafford to back him up. So I was like, you know what? If you're going to give me Matthew Stafford at a 12th to back up my risk of Andrew Luck in the
0: 10th, I'll do that every single time. And you know so what I would st- do if I was you in that league? The first thing I would do when you're getting the news Andrew Luck's going to come back week four or whatever it is, like, oh, he's ready to come back? I'm trading him. Because somebody's gonna overpay for Andrew Luck. Oh, absolutely. Be good enough. And the highest point of his value this year is going to be the week he's returning. Because God forbid he's bad. God forbid he's struggling with timing. God forbid there's a that's there's the best time to sell
2: right. anybody at any time in fantasy but baseball or fantasy like football. Him. Right before especially the players like about to come back is the highest opinion people always have of them. It's never high, and then they have to live up to the expectations because it's always everybody thinks they're going to be right back to being 100% amazing. So you're definitely right. But I wanted to jump up to number seven. Because number 7, he actually was brought up at the Fantasy Sports Hall of Fame last night for a quarterback discussion we were having. And I told everybody, great real-life quarterback, love the guy. I follow him on Instagram. If I wanted to have a quarterback on my franchise, I think he's somebody that can lead you and take you to a Super Bowl win. But when it comes to fantasy, he's overrated, and that's Derek Carr. Do you agree, first
0: of all, with that statement? And would you take Derek Carr or Andrew Luck this weekend? Well, first of all, I will absolutely agree that he's overrated in fancy terms, because if you look at last year and you think, oh, wow, you know, if you watched Carr, you knew he was a good quarterback. I'm not saying he's not a good quarterback. What I'm saying is when you look at the numbers, statistically speaking, he is no greater a quarterback than all the other guys going around him in that range, everywhere from six all the way down to 12. OK, well, probably even five. And that's the problem. The problem is. You're telling me he's going to have an infinitely better season than he had last year? I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that he goes and he has a Matt Ryan season next year. Sorry, no. I'm not going he has a Tom Brady season next year. No, that's not well, happening. No. <laughs> well, never. I'd be surprised. Uh,
2: I Honestly, if he had that touch, Tom Brady had that touchdown to interception ratio, I'd be surprised at that period. I mean, that was ridiculous. That was, oh, well, that that was ridiculous. For- People don't realize that for the fact that he missed the four games because people just kind of look at numbers and they don't realize what he did on the touchdown interception ratio was. It was an all time record. It's it's absurd of what he did. All right, so answer so the second part of the question: locker or Derek Carr if you're drafting this weekend?
0: Oh man, you know well uh, well, you're asking me to take, do I have to take Derek Carr where he's currently going? Is that the idea or just no, no? The this is just where round and do, they're both on you, the board. Yeah, you would just if they're on the tick. Okay, if for some reason carr really fell far down, I'll take car because I wanna get off to a good start. I I am I am the king of getting off to a good start. Because crap is going to happen. Bad things are coming. Is Winter is coming. Winter's coming. All right. Winter's coming. For all of you playing Fantasy football winter is coming. Well,
2: Derek Carr right now is seventh – he's basically on the 7-8 turn. So Mm -hmm. there's a chance in one of your leagues he might make it that far. So, all right, let's go back to this Andrew Luck versus what's there. So, Andrew Luck, uh, we already said Cam. I know we're both taking Winston and Mariota, both taking Cousins. All right, so we got down to Carr. Number 12 quarterback,
0: Andrew Luck or Dak Prescott? You know, it's funny. I actually went back and I watched some of the – uh, preseason game with Dak, and Dak looked really good. I mean, I'm going to take Dak. I know you're going to hate that. You're going to take Luck, mm. but I'm I'm taking Dak. I'm taking the healthy kid. I am. I got to tell you, if it was just straight up, I would
2: agree with you. If it was one of those, so what the situation I was just in, where I'm sitting there in the 10th round, and, and also in that draft, Cam Newton was still on the board, too. It was Cam and Matthew Stafford. Oh, that's, just, so that's, that's not even,
0: that's a no-brainer. That's such a no-brainer.
2: Right, so... I went for the upside. I, was, I In a normal league, I probably would have went with Cam if I just only wanted the one quarterback, but I went with the higher ceiling because I am just like, yeah, you know what? I don't have Luck in any of my leagues, and this is going to be the only one I ever have him in because I'm just not going to have Andrew Luck. So that's kind of why I did it, but I think that's a conversation or whatever. But what I'm saying here is if it was side-by-side, I would take – I got to tell you, I actually would agree with you. I would take him. But wow. if, if I could, But wow. this, the fact that the, he's never going to make it there. Because you kind of put that question out there with Derek Carr, he's never going
0: to fall that far. Andrew no, Luck it's not going to be an issue. right, right, all right. So the only way how about, is there is in like a league where there's a lot of bias. Like if you're it drafted in you know in the heart of New York and New Jersey, and they just hate the Cowboys. But chances are you're going to find one Cowboy fan in that group anyway in <laughs> this is part of the woods because no, so. there's one in every group because there's one there is only that one mid- Cowboy yeah. fan and that one Steeler fan Bandwagoners. All right, Whoa. so burn ho- home road
2: master. Ben Roethlisberger or Andrew Luck? Roethlisberger. And I would have to think about it. No. I'm not doing yep. it. I'm not doing it. Because it, both of them, you need a second quarterback. At least I'll take right, the guy least that least could one of them's healthy. No, 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 but at least I could get the
0: guy that could come back and be a top five quarterback for me. I don't want the
2: one where I know I can never start him on the road.
0: Well, but yeah, but it's funny because it's it's the same theory, just two different sides of the coin, right? Yeah, I'm going to have to have a second quarterback, but I know exactly when those weeks are that I have to start him. And we pointed out the first couple of weeks for Roethlis are going to a lot of road games, so it's going to be tricky. So if I got to spend on two quarterbacks, I might as well take the guy who's going to have some awesome games at home and I know is going to be healthy, as opposed to the guy that I don't know when he's out back there, how he's going to play. I mean, this, again, here we go. Our brain's tricking us, right, Jake? We said it about Ezekiel Elliott. Now our brain's tricking us and say, okay, week four, that's when Andrew Luck is going to be completely healthy and he's going to be Andrew oh, no, Luck no. a couple years Don't ago. Don't get me wrong. I Not never you, said that. People are thinking that, but okay, people are but what thinking I'm, that.
2: So, so hey, let's go look this way. If I'm drafting Andrew Luck, I'm going after a Stafford or Rivers, or Eli Manning, or Andy Dalton, somebody like that for my insurance. What the reason I'm saying this is because with those quarterbacks, if Andrew Luck doesn't come back till week eight, I still have a quarterback. I'll trust that guy. The problem with Ben Roethlisberger is I'm still drafting those same guys, but I'm not getting the ceiling of Andrew Luck if he ever does come back. And that's that's my differentiation between the two.
0: That's fair. It's a fair differentiation. I, I, you know, I'm just, you know, we're on different pages here. We're both. I think we're both saying the same thing, which is Andrew Luck. Unless it's that round Huge where you got him, it's a pass risk. Yeah, it is. All right.
2: We got an update on a wide receiver that was looking good. Injured his ankle. Not so much anymore. And somebody returning to practice. Good news on that avenue. So stay tuned after the break. Jake Seeley, Joe Pizapia on Target, Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
3: Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app.
2: I've played whatever this game is and I can't put my finger on it. But in any case, right. this is Jake Steele, Joe P is on target on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're talking about quarterback situation if you Oh Altered Beast.
1: Yeah, oh, there Altered you go. Beast. Which is a great game.
2: Drafting this weekend situation with Andrew Luck, we actually had a question from Marty Beamer Cleaner on the interwebs. Asking us if you take Cam Newton, do you dra- grab another quarterback to back him up? At this point, I'm gonna. Answer, you said the same thing. I was saving it for radio, but I was gonna say no. I'm not drafting another quarterback with Cam Newton. I understand maybe two weeks ago, but now seeing him out there, fine. I know it wasn't a lot of snaps, but you don't want to risk him getting hurt. He was out there. He's been practicing. He looked clean. He looked fresh. He looked a hundred percent, honestly. I have no problem with him being my only quarterback right now. Well, in
0: a quarterback, a single quarterback league, it's, it's why bother? The waiver wire is going to be perfectly fine. There's going to be a bunch of quarterbacks out on the waiver wire that are going to be decent enough if something goes south with Cam. That's the other reason. You don't want to, you don't want to give up in the draft right now being able to. It's a great question that was asked, too, because it's, it's a viable question. It's, it's a real question worth concerning and worth noting. But the problem is, if you do draft that other quarterback unnecessarily, you're missing out on another wide receiver, another running back. Which is where you're going to need more depth with the injuries than you will a quarterback, and it's easier to replace a quarterback in a single quarterback league on the wire. Yeah, so boom. Uh, there you go. That's
2: the, well, and the thing is, that's too, is dynamite. yes, in your in your well, in your average league, your average home league for everybody listening, you're going to have at least. I say this all the time, and this is why I hate streaming quarterbacks. And everybody talk about, oh, you should just stream quarterbacks, just stream quarterbacks, just stream quarterbacks. Well, okay, that's not good either. That's that's fine at the expert level. That's fine when. 12 or 11 out of 12 teams draft one quarterback and one guy drafts two because he has an injury risk. Maybe he drafted Andrew Luck. That's fine because now you can go out there and you will be able to play Rivers versus Manny versus Dalton versus Tyrod Taylor versus Carson Palmer one week, maybe even Dak Prescott. You can do that. The thing is, is and I, I'm not coming down on those people who write those articles or like just go out and streaming quarterbacks, but I don't think they're servicing the people who play in the average league, which is still the majority of our listeners, the majority of people who follow us, the majority of the people who listen to us is well over 50%. Their home leagues, at least half the teams are drafting two quarterbacks. Those are not streaming options. Your streaming options are Alex Smith and Deshaun Kaiser and Trevor Simeon, and that's where you get into trouble. So
0: to echo your point from a different angle, that's why I don't like it. Well, I'll tell you, I'll go one step further. Most of the time, even if you're getting good matchups, you're still behind in RPV because you're still behind the teams that have the elite quarterbacks. So what's the point there of of going even below that grouping of top 12? Because you're going to be starting somebody who's still below Kirk Cousins. You're going to be starting somebody who's below Mariota in terms of most relative position value weeks. Maybe you get a couple good matchups, you get lucky, or you get a couple guys that go off, but... I think that's a terrible idea. Look, once you're in the negative, you're in the negative of quarterback, but don't be stupid enough to go think you can just stream and make it all up because that's that's dumb too.
2: No, absolutely. Yes, that is absolutely dumb as well. All right, let's talk about a situation that was looking good just a few days ago because we were wondering how healthy he was after the offseason situation, new team, what is the presence going to be like? All this guy does is catch touchdowns. We see him get blasted to the line of scrimmage, break through the coverage, get open, catch a ball. What he does always is get near the end zone and get into the end zone. Eric Decker, but now he's not playing this week, Joe. Something wrong with his ankle. Haven't said exactly what it is, but the fact is he's missing week three. He's already missed time. He was only really starting to round into shape here, finally, and get that rapport with Mariota. This is time missed. Granted, Corey Davis... Isn't on the field either, so that helps him. That this doesn't hurt. Well, I should that's say this doesn't. Difference, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, as I was gonna say, this doesn't hurt them, hurt him as much as it normally would if Corey Davis was out there. But at the same time, whereas I was starting to feel good about Eric Decker in a non-PPR, is hey maybe he's uh, in that wide receiver four conversation again. I I got to push him down back into that wide receiver five just no, because.
0: No, no, don't do yeah, that.
2: I, no, I, t- look, at this point of his career, he is an injury prone. Yet, but he's starting to become, as you want to say, he's starting to become injury-plagued.
0: Well, look, I'm not freaking out about this. I think this is a spot of the fact that a guy's had a lot of injuries. There's no reason. There's nothing to gain from pushing him. That's my thing. Like I don't think there's very much to gain from these preseason games by pushing a guy with an injury history right now who is starting to, like you said, turn the corner. He's still a wide receiver four for me. I own shares of him anyway. And it's not me saying... I want everything to be rosy and sunny because, you know, I drafted him in a lot of leagues. No, I drafted a lot of Kenny Stills late too. And I watching Devonte Parker catch balls everywhere. And I know exactly the first guy is going to get dropped from my team. Most likely he's going to be Kenny Stills in a lot of leagues. This is a matter of me saying there's nobody else pushing him. There's no reason for the organization to be trotting him out there unnecessarily and risk any further damage to a guy who's already had some issues. I think it will be fine. I think if he comes at a discount because of what Jake's saying this weekend for your drafts, golden, awesome. Take advantage of it. Well, see, that's why I think you could get in there. And to your
2: point, I will say, if you're not drafting till next weekend— and they play this week, and you know, obviously Decker's not going to be out there. But we roll around to practice on Tuesday, and he's out there. I'll feel good about what you're saying. Is that that's looks like what they're doing? They're just protecting him. But I want if he's not practicing Tuesday, he's not practicing Wednesday, and then Thursday he's running on the sideline. That's where I'm saying, okay, maybe there's a little bit more to it than they're letting on.
0: Maybe we'll see. We'll see how it goes, but. You know and I know, Jake. It's this time of year. All anybody wants to talk about are injuries. And all anybody really has to talk about is injuries because we don't have a whole lot of substance to discuss because these games but don't see, matter. The, it's, the to, to make the counterpoint,
2: overrated. isn't that okay. part of it? I understand. Especially with somebody like Eric Decker. I kind of look at it two ways. I 100% agree with what you're saying. There's a lot of teams out there that want to protect their players right now. A lot of guys, they say, what's the point of risking this a regular season game? Actually, some coaches even said that. Oh, he'd be playing if this is a regular season game. 100% understand what you're saying. Don't disagree at all. Mm -hmm. The thought is, Eric Decker doesn't have a lot of time with this team. He hasn't had a lot of time where he's even practiced because he hasn't been healthy yet. He hasn't been healthy until basically the past month. And so he doesn't have a lot of time to begin with. Week three dress rehearsal, we just saw with Cam Newton. He was only in for about two series. Don't you, If if it was just a minor thing, maybe it was just like, oh, I sprained my pinky toe, whatever it may be. like You would want to see him out there just for a series, just to get him on the field with Mariota and see that timing against the defense. So I completely understand. I just think because with a new team is why I'm a little bit more hesitant than I normally would be.
0: I understand why you're a little bit more hesitant, but I'm telling you right now, it's not going to bother me. It's not going to fade me off, Derek. So it's fair. You, you, you're not without your reasons. They're all very sound reasons, but I think that you don't... Know, Look, you're the king of you don't want to assume all the risk, right? You don't want to take in all the risk. But I think right, at a certain right. point, Decker's the kind of risk that is payoff. Because Decker's upside. We all know how good he can be. We all know in the red zone how effective he was for the Jets, how effective he was for the Broncos at times. To me, I think it's a guy that you take the risk on because you've seen it before, as opposed to taking a risk on guys that you've never seen it before. And because Corey Davis isn't pushing him, there's, there's nothing. There's no well, good. to can push come, him can, from the bench. But to me, what you're saying is, you're saying is even if they put him out the first series, okay, the catastrophic situation that could arise by putting him out there in a situation where you're really not going to learn anything more and it's not worth it, there's just no reason for them as the Titans to risk that right now with Decker. There's no good that can really come from one series. It's just one series. Look, fantasy owners have to understand. These, are, these organizations are going to do everything they can to protect their assets to get into the season week one as healthy as they can get to. Because, yeah, it's probably a situation he would play through it. But why? What's one series going to prove for Eric Decker and Mariota that they're not out there doing in practice and running through drills right now anyway? I just don't, there's nothing to I- be gained. I just I I think there
2: is a little bit something but I understand your point I just think we're on different sides there's, of that. There's
0: there's a there's a little something but not enough for the risk. The risk reward factor is is wheel uh, uh, and that's well, okay, but that kind
2: of backs up a little bit with what I'm saying. What's the it risk? Does. If it's just it, 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 it well, let me finish. If it's a minor if it's a very minor foot thing that wouldn't hold them out of a regular ankle, season game. Ankle where, and
0: we already said ankle injuries are already weaknesses. We talked about that I, with I know,
2: I know. I know. Well, hold on, let me finish the point okay, real quick. All right. If all it's right. that minor then get out there there what's the risk if it's that minor now if it's a sprain at all then that's why i'm concerned because that's that's exactly my point and i think that's where i'm coming from differently from you is if he's being held out and there is a risk of catastrophic injury or making things worse as you were saying which i don't disagree with that part that makes me believe this is more serious than just something super minor, which given Eric Decker at this point to go back to the injury plague thing is that's where my concern is really coming. It's the fact that what if it comes out next week and it's like, Oh, it's a mid ankle sprain. He might even be questionable for week one. That that's kind of where I'm going with this.
0: I understand that thought process, but even also, when did he injure this ankle? Let's talk about that today or yesterday. Right? So right off the bat, it's not like it's been lingering for a long time. It just happened. Uh, you so almost spent the would... entire day without saying it. I know. No. But it just happened, Jake. It just happened. So why would you <sighs> – if he was four or five days into it and he was feeling better, chances are he would. I think part of it's the t- timing where they just look at it and say, we just spent X number of dollars on this guy. Why the hell would we want to risk it? And I'm sure fantasy owners hate this because they are now in a spot where they have to make a decision about Eric Decker. They have to stop and go, oh, is this another injury rearing his ugly head? Is it going to carry into the season? Is it going to be a problem? Or is this just a little blip on the radar and they're just being overly cautious? I think you is have to linger? approach it with that. It, I was going to have, I was, do you have to let it linger? Do you have to? <laughs> do you have to? <laughs> do you have to? Uh, just a for you.
2: I am. We do. So Jordan Matthews dealing with that little crack in his sternum is not expected to play this week for another updated injury piece there I love you said it so
0: dismissively like you a stupid little crack in your sternum you still
2: like no it's just the fact one. that he didn't even get to the tee without breaking something it's just it's just laughable like not for him I feel bad for him I actually have Jordan Matthew shares in a few leagues I think he's an interesting with whether this was before he was traded I just thought he was an interesting piece they stashed on my bench for the upside alone but we have a breaking situation that's not injury-related that we need to tell you about when you come back because this will affect your draft this weekend and it will decide what you do at the running back position. It is Jake, Jake It is Joe Pizzapia. We are about to wrap things up on a good Friday on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
3: packed with tons of in-depth insights from the industry's top experts we get you fully prepared for a championship campaign with a deluxe draft package that includes projections strategy articles sleepers busts a cheat sheet generator and so much more and you're guaranteed additional access throughout the regular season so put your gloves on now even while it's hot outside and get into mid-season form Go to RotoExperts.com and register for the 2017 Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Enter code FREERADIO at checkout for a very special discount.
2: You know what this is, Joe? It's 8-Bit Friday. Oh, (laughs)
0: that's right, it is. (laughs) Oh, oh my Friday, gosh! What a find Friday. by Chris Pavona. Yeah, it
2: is Jake Steely. It is Joe Pizzapia. It is on Target and Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're about to send you off to the DFS lineup lock show as we do every day, Monday through Friday, which you can listen live on here or watch live on the Dish Network if you have that channel two sixty six. Also, we have programming Saturdays, Sunday mornings. Now, make sure you tune into that. Hey, get Dish Network if you don't, and then you can watch us all the time every single day, as well as. RotoExperts.com right now. Go over there. Exclusive Edge package to get you ready for your draft. Takes you all the way through the season. Put in code Jakey, Jakey you get a discount. And very last, but very much not least, Amazon.com, the number one selling fantasy football book, the Fantasy Black Book by Joe Pizopilla. Pick that up. You'll be ready for the season. Tony Sakai, as I mentioned, is on the next show with Dave Martinez. He joins us now. Tony, we have breaking news that I alluded to before we hit the break. I want to get your opinion and Joe's on this one. Thomas Rolls, is listed on the top of the Seahawks depth chart ahead of Eddie Lacy, Alex Collins, Chris Carson, and CJ Prosize which is also interesting to find out that Alex Collins, as of today, is listed ahead of Chris Carson, who's been the preseason darling. Does this mean anything to you at this point? Or are you just saying, I'm not going near the Seattle Se- Seahawks backfield?
1: You know... I can go through it late. This is what I predicted, actually, at the beginning of the year. I had 25 proclamations on Twitter that Thomas Rawls would actually lead the team in yardage. And it's funny, uh, with the Carson and Alex Collins situation, Alex Collins did exactly what he did in the preseason last year, and it was never seen again. So I expected the same thing to happen this year. He gets all the preseason runs, gets all the preseason carries. That's what Alex Collins did last year. We never saw him again. So I think it's going to be yep. Rawls. I think Lacey will be there. He's a little rundown. And every once in a while, like every fourth game, comes Kind of like that uh, leapfrog thing. Who? What's that? What's that thing that comes out every four years? The the thing that sees a shadow.
0: The groundhog. Oh, that's, no, that, oh, oh, yeah, ground yeah, that's every year. oh yeah, the groundhog. That's every year, Oh
1: yeah, CJ Prosser. That's, pro sizes. that's the February second. Ha- <laughs> yeah, February second. It comes out once a year. It might be every years. One those animals. Whatever, whatever they are. Yeah, whatever they. are. Yeah, I, I can't <laughs> keep track of them all.
0: Stupid leap year groundhogs get off my uh, yeah, property, yeah. you he, bastards. He, he makes a great point with Collins, though. You're right. He was a guy who was people were talking about last year. And then he just disappeared oh, I had a long year.
2: argument with our good friend Scott Angle Scott about that one. Oh,
1: maybe you're a good friend. How about Tony's good friend? Is that Tony's good friend, too? Oh, he's a king. I, I, I bow know. down to him. It's the only guy that gets me on my knees. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You bend the knee uh, for the king. Bend the knee, but I, I'm not shocked at all by this. And, and if you thought Eddie Lacy was going to all of a sudden become a fantasy relevant this year, I'm sorry. Like I just I can't I can't get on the lady I, Lacy you know bandwagon. To be Never fair, wins. I did if he was healthy, but this ankle has
2: still ling- yeah, There you go. One more sorry. time today, Joe. It's lingered to the. Hey, season. that's you, not me.
0: That's on you. The linger. One time I did it. One time today.
1: Not like three times. What happens is you see those One big guys on the One time I did call. it today. It, those big guys fall off quick, Jake, it seems like. Once they go down, I mean, the only guy that's a bigger guy, I think, with any longevity in this career that I can remember off the top of my head is Jerome Bettis. Yeah,
0: that's well, Bettis has been a real long time, too. I mean, he was that's a that, real that, derby that
2: weight it It's probably, to break that up, and I know this is just kind of narrative talk, but it's probably similar yeah. to the tall wide receivers that once they start to get hurt or they start to hit that wall, it just all breaks down really fast. Well, when you're a running back taking those shots and you're at 220, 230, 240, it's just – what are you going to do when it's taken away from your le- from your legs? Uh, hey, Tony, real quick, one good player to look out for tonight, DFS fantasy baseball-wise.
1: Uh, he's involved in a brawl yesterday. He's only $3,400 on DraftKings. Miguel Cabrera's price keeps dropping. He seems to be more in fighting. If he's in the lineup tonight, which I expect all those guys to appeal uh, their suspensions, they can go out there at $3,400, and Miguel Cabrera will be the guy. Nice, yes, yeah, suspended for seven games.
2: Keep check to see if he's playing tonight. We'll be back Monday, 4 p.m. East Coast, 6 p.m. West Coast. Stay tuned. The DFS line, or that's (laughs) wow, one o'clock West Coast, 6 p.m. is the DFS lineup block show, which you stay tuned for right now.